season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Hello, football faithful. Welcome back to another episode of the Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan Deeg. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. That would be greatly appreciated. We are live on Apple, Spotify, you name it, we are there. Today, we got a free agent frenzy episode to go down so many contracts to break down with you today. Eric Warner is with me. But before we do that, we have the great John McLean, writer for the Houston Chronicle, is with us today. John, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? We're doing well. Um, Got to ask you, how's free agency mm-hmm. been? It's been wild, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so um, I want to kind of start in the Houston area because uh, – Houston's been pretty active. Um, even before free agency started, they made some moves, bringing in uh, Andre Roberts and Kamugri J. Hill. Um, they brought in Tyrod Taylor today, um, quarterback on a one-year deal. Uh, what's your opinion on that, and kind of how did that all go down? First of all, Nick Casario has final say on personnel for the first time after being with Bill Belichick for 20 years and earning six Super Bowl rings. We knew he would change the roster. We knew he wouldn't spend a lot of money because they're going to be terrible uh, in 2021, and then when they get their draft choices in 2022, it could be the first pick in the 2022 draft. That's when it'd be smart to make more of a hit in free agency with players who might actually come in and start. Right now, he signed three veterans who had been released by other teams, Justin Brett, Mark Ingram, and Christian Kirksey. He traded for two right tackle Marcus Cannon defensive end Shaq Lawson and then he has signed 12 I'm sorry he has agreed to terms with 12 free agents all and they're looking for depth improved special teams even though their special teams were real good and to add to the competition and I thought uh when Casario was hired I predicted that at least 50 percent of the roster would be turned over by the time they got to their final 53 Now I think it could be 60. And he has to really work on the front seven because they're playing a 4-3 under Lovey Smith for the first time since 2010, the year before Wade Phillips was hired by Gary Kubiak. So that necessitates some changes. Uh, And he's already made one big one with Menardrick McKinney trading him to Miami for Lawson. And then also a guy who played really well in place of the injured McKinney Terrell Adams, they're not going to be. He's not going to be re-signed. So, I'm I'm very interested of these guys who they sign. How many of them actually make the team? None of them right now can I say for sure would start. If I have to pick one, I would say Christian Kirksey, who started 11 games. He was healthy with the Packers last year and uh, played pretty well, but they didn't want him back. And uh, he, they they're going to be a lot of guys on cheap contracts for one or two years with a chance to prove themselves when the cap goes up the next two years. And if Deshaun Watson got up tomorrow and had an amnesia and thought he was time to go to work for the Texans, they'd still need 
a veteran backup quarterback. A.J. McCarron has been that veteran the last two years. As it is right now, if they had preseason, if training camp started tomorrow, and they would not have a quarterback. Nick Casario would have to be the quarterback. Now, when Tyrod Taylor is officially signed on Wednesday at 4 Eastern time, then he will become the quarterback. But they need two more. They need another veteran, and the third one, I think will be an undrafted uh, rookie free agent, someone who they'll probably put on the practice squad. But you got to have three in camp. And all I know is Deshaun Watson won't be there because I believe he'll be with another team. Wow. That, that's Michelle, you dropped at the end there. Uh, I'm a Bears fan. I'm operating under um, a very, very slim chance that Deshaun Jackson gets – Deshaun Watson gets traded. You you firmly believe that he will be traded before camp starts? I think he'll be traded before the first day of the draft on April 29th. It would be oh. it would it would be preposterous to keep Deshaun Watson. They know he's going to sit out the offseason. They know he'll sit out regular season. He won't sit out the entire season because he doesn't want his contract of 10.5 million to toll to 2022 when he's supposed to make 35 million, but you know, nothing good comes from that. Why would you want a guy who hates the organization, doesn't want to play for this organization again, if you tried to force him to come in and play at the most important position in sports and he was miserable? Who would want an employee in any business in that situation? And he will never be as valuable in the trade market as he is this year because you have the Jets and Dolphins competing in the AFC East with the Bills who won the division and the Patriots who spent a fortune in free agency on on uh, signing bonus and guaranteed money uh, competing for that title. And to me, if you get those two teams competing for Watson, it's the best chance you get. A team like the Bears have no prayer. A team like the Panthers, they pick eight. Now, if Nick Casario's not trying to get another quarterback, if he's dumb enough to go with Tyrod Taylor and some nobody is a backup and hope that he can solve his problem next year or force Deshaun Watson to come in and play at some point, then maybe they would, I'm sorry, not force Deshaun Watson to come in. But then if he wasn't interested in the franchise quarterback, he could trade with the Panthers at eight, the Broncos at nine, the 49ers are 12, but the Bears are 20th. And I think in any trade they make for Watson, not only are they going to need three first round picks, a couple twos, and maybe a player but they got to get a franchise quarterback. And the only way you do that is trading with the Jets, who have the second overall pick, and it's the only way you're guaranteed of getting the second-best quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence, who I'm guessing will be Zach Wilson. But if Casario doesn't like any of these guys or say he doesn't think Tua Tungvaloa is a franchise quarterback, didn't think that scouting for the Patriots last year when they needed a new quarterback, then it wouldn't make sense to trade with Miami. So are you under the opinion that they are definitely looking to kind of get in that upper echelon to kind of draft a guy this year? Because it looks like they're kind of just waiting because all the books clear up in 2022, right? That's when you can kind of make your move. But it sounds like you think that they're going to try to get up to the Trey Lance range, the Mac Jones range. Like what, what's, what are they thinking? Like are they desperately looking for a young guy or could they just maybe ride with Tyrod Taylor next year after they trade? The well, what, what would be the point in doing that? Riding with Tyrod Taylor. Who, there's no Trevor Lawrence next year. There's no that, that draft quarterback draft. Now this is based on the experts I pay attention to would not have the talent or depth 
that this draft does for quarterbacks. Now, maybe there's a quarterback out there who's going to be like Joe Burrow and come out of nowhere and be the first overall pick. The Texans, it's been their misfortune. In 2006 and 2014, they had the first pick. They needed quarterbacks. There was no clear-cut quarterback worth the first pick, so they took two defensive ends in Mario Williams and Jadavion Clowney. So if you're going to gamble for next year, you may end up like it's been here since the Oilers traded Warren Moon after the 1993 <laughs> season. A lot of quarterbacks have come and gone, but it took till 2017 to get a quarterback like Moon. And if you have a chance to get one this year, you better do it. And if you don't, hey, then move on and hope you get one the next year, but you might be waiting another, let's see, 94, 04, 23 years. I'll be long gone by then. So what what do you think happens then? Do you think Miami's right suitor? Like, where does Deshaun Watson dress day one? If you if you're a team and you need a quarterback, say you're the Jets, and they can say all they want about Sam Darnold. Robert Sala's a new coach. They got almost eighty million to spend in free agency. They got two number ones the next two years. They've got high number two this year, probably gonna have a high number two next year, even if it even if Watson is there. And in your Miami, you've got two ones this year, including the Texans, one and two. And and it all is based on Tonga Valoa. I'm going to say the Jets. But if you're a team that needs a quarterback, you have a chance to get a 25-year-old quarterback under contract through 2025 who had his best season in every statistic last year. And uh, it didn't translate to victories, but it was cause of a terrible defense that was – 32nd against the run, an offensive running game that was 31st in rushing. And everything around Deshaun Watson was terrible, and he was great. If you got a chance to get a quarterback like that, unprecedented in NFL history for a player in this position to be traded, and you got a chance, you got to do whatever it takes because you don't have to worry about that position for 10 or 15 years. You can get your draft choices back in 2023. You can spend like crazy on free agency anyway. And to me, you've got to do what it takes to get Watson. So I'm going to say the Jets. Wow, that would that would be something. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I you've you've flipped me. I didn't I didn't think there was a chance you'd get traded, but you're way closer to the situation than uh we are. So I'm gonna trust your opinion. Well, uh, let me point hate- something out. Let me point something mm-hmm. out here. They have never said on or off the record they're interested in trading him. You know, the last time we right. talked to Nick Serio was at the end of January when David Cully was hired, and both of them said they had no interest in trading him. And then last week we finally got to talk to David Cully, the new coach, and he was he was pablum on ten of questions about Watson out of the twenty nine that he got in that Zoom call, but he did the Huddle and Flow podcast with Jim Trotter and uh, Steve Weiss before that, and Jim asked him the first question, will Deshaun Watson be your quarterback in 2021? And he said he is our quarterback right now. So we made a huge deal about that because nobody's given any indication in everything I believe if they don't trade it right now, meaning by the first day of the draft, they're never going to get what they could get this year. Right. Fair point. Um, from one block 
potential blockbuster to a blockbuster that happened one year ago today. I, I'm sorry to bring it up. I have to ask, what was your instant reaction when you learned the DeAndre Hopkins trade a year ago? Well, I wrote a column about that Sunday in the Chronicle, and going back to the minute it happened, is the worst trade in Texans history, not the worst trade in Houston history. The Oilers traded strong safety Kenny Houston to Washington for a bunch of tomato cans, and he went on to the Pro Football of Fame. And as I mentioned earlier, the Oilers traded Warren Moon to Minnesota after the 10 years, and he was also a first ballot member of the Hall of Fame. So Hopkins doesn't compare to those two unless he ends up in the Hall of Fame, and he could. And But right now, it's the worst in team history. And it was vilified locally, nationally, still is, because this is the anniversary today. Every talk show's talked about it. Chronicle, we've had two columns on it. And Hopkins tweeted out a big smile. And as I wrote Sunday, he should be popping champagne corks because his team is a playoff contender. And the Texans should have a moment of silence because they're only a contender for the first pick in the 2022 draft. And even though Deshaun Watson had a great season and improved in every stat, he didn't have Hopkins. He didn't have, he didn't have Will Fuller the last five games. He didn't have his slot receiver, Randall Cobb, the last six games. And yet he still played great because whoever they put out there, he made them look good as great quarterbacks do. So how would Hopkins have been a difference? Would he have helped them be better than 2-8 in one-score games with a touchdown catch here or there? Yes. Could he have helped them avoid a four-game losing streak to begin the season by helping win a game and a five-game losing streak at the end of the season? So, yes. Now, he was making $12.5 million two years in a row. He was unhappy. We knew it. He had three years left on his contract. The only time they'd ever done one with three years left was Andre Johnson. And they weren't going to redo it. He he wanted he got twenty five million a year, so that would have been thirteen million dollar raise at a time when they were trying. They knew they were going to sign Watson, Laramie Tunsil. Uh, they wanted to re-sign Zach Cunningham, their best linebacker. But if they'd really wanted to get it done, they could have got it done. The problem is what they got in return. They got running back David Johnson. He led them in rushing, but he missed four games. Because of injuries, they restructured his contract. He took a pay cut. He'll be back in a rotation. They used the Cardinals' second-round pick on defensive lineman Ross Blacklock, a huge disappointment. But now he's playing in a scheme that should be more suited to him, and we've all seen guys make the biggest improvement the first and second year. And then they swap fours, and so they'll have a fourth-round pick from the Cardinals in the upcoming draft. But it'll it'll net people – We'll never get over it. And where was I when it happened? I was driving along, and I get a call from Bill O'Brien. One of the few times he ever actually held me on a story. He said, what are you doing? I said, driving. He said, you better pull over. <laughs> oh, man. That's quite the story. I um, mean, it's, it's, uh, it's wild. I, I, even a year later, it's, it's crazy. I still, uh, I, I still don't understand what they were thinking when they got the compensation back. They clearly didn't get enough. Everyone in the world knew it except – for that of Houston, Texas front office. Anyway, Sean, thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. You're the man. Before we go, or before you go, sorry, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find your work? I can be reached on Twitter, McLean, M-C-C-L-A-I-N, McLean underscore on underscore NFL. Houston Chronicle Sports website is called 
TexasSportsNation.com. Guys, thank you much, very much for having me on and stay safe. Yep, appreciate it, John. Have a good one. That was John McLean of the Houston Chronicle. Man, he dropped some bombshell stories there. Yeah, wow. Somebody <laughs> that close to Houston, somebody, somebody that close to Houston being that confident that Watson being traded, that that was shocking to me, to be honest. Yeah, I I was starting to believe that he was going to get traded. I didn't think like he's pretty confident it's happening in the next like month, like six weeks. Like, I I, yeah. I was on the assumption that like, it could still happen after the draft. Like I didn't like a guy like Deshaun Watson. Think about it, like he's not. No matter what a team does in the draft, in my opinion, I think he can still maneuver any team's plans. Like he's that good. Um, like a team Miami, for instance, right? Like they could still get an offer out in June and, and decide to switch to two to, to Deshaun Watson just like that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I think actually, no, I think that might be the only team that could do that. Like, if you're the Jets, right? You got to plan around it. You got a, you got the second overall pick. You might have to take Zach Wilson, right? So he, he's got a point there. But I think Miami, for instance, I think the trade's always open there. Yeah, yeah, and he made he made some great points. Basically, it depends on Casario's evaluation of Tua last year, right? Because yep. he part of the package going back. Or actually, I get or the third overall pick this year could be a quarterback. There, there, there's so much still to uncover with this potential. Like that, that's that's down the road. Yeah, that Bill O'Brien story was something. Bill O'Brien gave him a call. Yeah, what happened? It's funny. Anyways, I want you to tell the listeners about Manscaped. Right on. As we know, the double doink is uh, giving you guys a pretty great deal currently. Um, and all right, we we know everything's starting to get back to normal. That means for you single fellas, the off season's almost over and you need to be ready for another season of dating. You got to go with the perfect package 3.0 from Manscaped. It is designed to make grooming below the waist easier. Confidently trim below the waist with the Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology. Enjoy soft ceramic blades cutting coarse hair at 7000 RPM. Because of these ceramic blades and skin safe technology, your nicks and nails, your nicks and snags will be reduced. This is the perfect protection needed for your franchise quarter balls. The crop preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your balls sticking to your legs or smelling like eggs. And the crop reviver spray on toner for your balls. It's made soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your testes a boost. You get 20% off and free shipping with the code DOINK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. It's time you turn that team in your pants around with Manscaped. And on. All righty. So, what a wild past two days, Warnsey. Yeah, there's been a <laughs> lot of money spent. All right, why don't we dive in? Why don't we dive into this madness? Let's get at it. Um, I think we got to start with the big topic of the day, or I guess the past few days. What the hell is the New England Patriots doing? The New England Patriots have decided to go on a spending spree. Um, they have spent a hundred and twenty-one point five million dollars guaranteed. That's guaranteed dough they are giving out in free agency so far, compared to fifty-three million last year. Um, what's your take on this? I know you kind of have a hard take on what Bill Belichick is doing. Well, I mean, I, I guess it's just, it's sticking with the theme of 2020, 2021, right? The world's been turned upside down. It makes sense right now. And Bill Belichick is spending money like he's drunk at a bar. <laughs> I don't get it. I, 
I honestly do not like majority of the moves that the Patriots have made. I think winning in April or sorry, winning in March rarely ever means winning in February. And, and the New England Patriots were the perfect example of that for the last 20 years. It, yeah. I just, I just, specifically the tight end contracts blow oh. my blew me off my feet. I, okay. I, so let's give the listeners let's give the listeners something to think about here. I'm gonna list off. I'm gonna list off. There's five big ones. I can go six big contracts. I'm just gonna throw them your way. All right, starting Matt Judon, four year, fifty four million dollars. That's thirty two guaranteed average of thirteen million a year. John U. Smith. Four years, $50 million. That's $12.5 million a year, $31 million total guaranteed. Hunter Henry, three-year, $37.5 million contract. That's an average of $12.5 million a year, $25 million guaranteed. Jalen Mills, four-year, $24 million deal. That's an average of $60 million a year, $9 million total guaranteed. Nelson Aguilar, two-year, $22 million contract, $11 million total guaranteed. That is Kendrick Bourne, three-year, $15 million. It's $5 million a year, $5.25 million guaranteed. Do you like any of these contracts I just said? I don't. I honestly <laughs> don't. I I think that they spent $50 million on two wide receivers, and I think that they still need wide receiver help. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I Do you think Bourne and Aguilar fixes their – Awful wide receiver core. No, I look. I'm a Kendrick Bourne guy. I had Kendrick Bourne as in like a. I, I he was one of the guys I was looking to Eagles to bring in on a cheap one year prove it deal. I didn't think like this is not a guy that I expect to get a long term deal. Like the, I, I don't get that. Yeah. Um. Like you know what I mean? Like that, that's crazy to me. Like I, and look and I, I like Kendrick Bourne. I like Kendrick Bourne more than the next guy. Um. I, I think he's a great third down threat. I think he was like middle of the pack this year in third down and third down completions. Like he was great helping out over the middle of the field. And I think that's what the Patriots need. They need someone that can kind of manufacture through the middle of the field. And I think they need tight end help. I, they were, I, I saw this stat earlier. They had three total tight end end zone targets this year. Three. That's it. They, they threw to a tight end three times in the end zone all year last year. So they 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 overreacted, in my opinion. Like they, it was almost like an overfixing. Like I like Johnny Smith. And we said on, I said on the last, last podcast, Johnny Smith is one of my favorite free agents this year, but bringing him in on a four-year, $50 million deal with $31.25 million guaranteed is already risky business in my opinion. I think that was fine on its own. Like if you wanted to just, just bring him in, like, okay, I'm willing, I'm willing to buy that contract. I'm willing to buy you overpaid a little to get some tight end help. But then doubling down on that and bringing Hunter Henry on a three-year, $37.5 million contract with $25 million guaranteed is crazy. It's nuts. You are guaranteeing two tight ends, middle of the road tight ends. I'd say John o. Smith is as as a ceiling and maybe like a top five tight end. That's a ceiling potentially. And then like his worst is a bottom is a is a top twenty. Hunter Henry's ceiling, in my opinion, is like a top eight tight end, like an eighth best. And you're guaranteeing him twenty five million dollars on top of John o. Smith thirty one million. It's 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 craziness to me. I. I I think they're trying to replicate this old two tight end system, with 12 personnel that they had back in the day with Hernandez and Groff that worked well with Josh McDaniels. He was still there. That was probably the best version of the Patriots offense we've ever seen. But they had Robert Kronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez was still – he was a great player in his time. Robert Kronkowski was – he's the best tight end ever. Like these two are not done. I, I don't yeah. know what they're doing. Right. I'm. <laughs> I have a list here. 
of 12 names. These are the tight ends other than Kelsey and Kittle who have received $20 million or more over the last four years. Austin Hooper, Cameron Bray, Tyler Higby, Kyle Rudolph, Vance McDonald, Trey Burton, Jimmy Graham, Jermaine Gresham, Jesse James, Blake Jarwin, CJ Fedorowicz, and Martellus Bennett. Every single one of these contracts has not worked out for the team. They're vastly overpaid. Every single one of the last 12. And the Patriots went with the two biggest ones on top of this list. I I was dumbfounded. It just it seems like the most unbill Belichick like move of all time. Yeah, like I said, it's almost like in a complete overreaction. Like I know the NFL is like kind of uh, a quick league. Like you kind of react quickly. You got to go with the trends and you got to fix it this year. No one's patient, but this is beyond impatient. Like this is like, he's must've been really pissed off at his roster last year. Like to do this, you know, like, I don't don't know. I don't know other other answer for it. We also, also Cam Newton's back, right? So like the ceiling with Cam Newton is already where it is. Exactly. Like, look, like, Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne is an inside receiver. Cam Newton's got one of the like the longest throwing motions in the NFL. Like, I don't know how much often he's going to get them the ball. Like, I, I don't exactly like I said I don't know what the ceiling is here. Like, I don't, I don't. There, there has to be another planet quarterback. Like, I know that's a, might be a crazy take, and it kind of looks like they're going with Cam Newton a little bit. But like, I'm having a hard time buying it. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense to spend this kind of money in free agency with. I think a bottom 10 quarterback yes. in the NFL right now. Well, he was years. bottom five last year. Like he was probably the 25th, right. maybe 20, 27th. And it's not like he's getting younger. It's not like yes. his body's getting healthier. So the ceiling for Cam Newton is already low and to pile money on like this. And we also didn't mention that their offensive line got significantly worse because yes. they're losing Thune and Andrews. So, their already bad run game is gonna get worse. I don't know. Like I, I have a question for you. Do you think Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl had anything to do yeah. with Bill Belichick uh, spending money? I don't know. Like I, I, I want to think. I want to think he's more level headed, level headed than this. I don't know why I found that so tough to say. Level headed than like what he's doing right now, but I don't. Like it, it's it it fits like it, it, it the shoe fits right like this is this seems like it, it's a great um great example on the athletic football show Nate Tice said this it almost it's almost like the kid you remember back in the day when we were we were at the hockey rink our parents would give us twenty bucks mm-hmm. and we go to the snack bar and your mom says keep the change so like you got twenty bucks to spend at like a snack bar and you're just like holy crap yeah. look, at this. look at I got all these I got all this candy to spend now like I got money like you know what I mean like it's almost yeah. like his eyes lit up. Once he's once he got cap space, right? Because they had no cap space last year. Like they they had, I think they were top five in cap space this year, clearly. Like, and they're spending it. So it almost seemed like exactly overreacting to Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. It's almost like he's overreacting to this roster was bad last year. Um, and he's just trying to fix it as fast as possible. And these guys he's bringing in, like, none of these are game-changing players. Like John Smith is the best free, like Matthew Judon. Like, I, I like Matthew Judon more than most. But he's still overpaid here, and I think he's going to work out there. I think he'll have. I think that contract won't be as bad because he'll bring you production. But like these are guys that Bill Belichick usually is very good at finding without having to pay them. 
Exactly. That's what their bread and butter's been. Yes, exactly. And like, specifically with the specifically with the Matt Judon thing, I have my red flags about him because I look at a team like Baltimore, how smart they are. And if they're not willing to pay a guy, that's a red flag to me. And you always see you always see these lesser teams come in and snatch up these high priced pass rushers that are past their prime. Like he's almost he's 29, I believe. He's yeah, not he's, he's, got he's, age. Not, he's not young. No. And this this just this seems like a Detroit Lions move. That like I can't believe we're talking about the the New England Patriots here with these contracts. Yeah, it's wild. Like Jalen Mills, for instance, like giving him a four-year deal is wild in my opinion. Like I, I was assuming he would be have a potential to be back in Philly on a cheap one-year deal. Like he wasn't special. Like I, I don't know. Like it just—it's almost like he's diabolically drawing up his plan and needs all the guys that fit his like cog. I don't know. It, it seems Chip Kelly-ish. Like I, I don't know. And I, I hate saying that, but. It does. Like it almost. It reminds me a little bit of like the spending spree Chip Kelly got once he got um once he got empowered Philly. But I, and I and again like I I, I want to give Bel- Belichick the benefit of the doubt here. Like I, it's hard to rip fran- uh, free agent signings because we haven't seen the play yet. But this this has disaster kind of written all over it. Yeah, I'm 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 very negative on what they've done yeah. so far. To be honest. All right, let's move it over to a team. Let's keep in the division here. A team that I think has won free agency so far. Um, and I know that doesn't really give you much. You might be getting a participation medal from your uh, from your fans on Twitter, your fan base on Twitter. But New York Jets. New York Jets have quietly had a great start to free agency. Um, it might just be because they signed two guys that I really liked. Um, but I think they've done a perfect job at, at not overpaying and not going crazy. So they have uh, – let me just pull the contracts up in front of here. But they brought in Corey Davis and Carl Lawson, two guys I loved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I'm high on the Davis signing. I think I think that's exactly what they needed to do. Um, now, does Mims take a step to really help him out? Because I don't think Corey Davis has that number one bona fide workhorse type receiver i think he needs another guy to compliment him to help him out and mim potentially can be that guy so if he takes a step up i think that helps davis and it makes the signing look better but if if Corey davis is supposed to be their only option next year i i have my doubts there but i mean yep. he's not getting paid like a number one wide receiver right no, it's, it's, exactly it's a That's fair why- deal i think they gave him they gave him more term and more guaranteed money for a uh, for a lesser annual cap hit. Yeah, like that's what that's what I'm saying. I I think if you are going to expect Corey Davis to be your number one receiver, you're going to be probably disappointed. Like, and they didn't. And I assumed the team was going to overpay to be that guy, but it was. I thought the contract was perfect. It was a three year contract, thirty seven million dollars, twenty seven million guaranteed. It's an average of 12 twelve and a half per year. Um, his cap hits $9.3 million this year, so a little bit more manageable this year. Um, I think it was exactly what the doctor ordered. Like, I think if you were going to put Corey Davis, like if I was to like just on a blank slate, just like give contracts to guys and, with the, and I get a salary cap, I'd probably think Davis would make this contract. He's getting paid like a 1B receiver, and that's exactly what he is. And and you bring up a point with Denzel Mims. I, I was a tad disappointed with his end of the year last year. I, I thought he was going to flash a little bit more. So I don't know if I'm as high as other people are Denzel Mims, but he is a bone. He is 
he has X like starting X receiver potential. Like he he has the, the ceiling mm-hmm. to be a bona fide solid X receiver. And then you have Corey Davis on their side. That's a perfect duo. They would fit perfectly together. Um, I just I loved how they didn't break the bank. Like the Jets are very good at being at giving bad contracts for agents. That's what they've been good at the right. past years is blowing the bank, and they haven't done that yet. And and they got two right. the team. The team we just talked about gave Nelson Aguilar $13 million a year. Corey Davis is getting paid less per year than Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. And like, here's another crazy stat. The, Corey Davis's contract is the exact same as um, Hunter Henry. Like the Patriots gave more guaranteed money or the same guaranteed money to Hunter Henry than, than Corey Davis. Like, what? I, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, I would rather have Corey Davis any freaking day of the week than Hunter Henry. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he he's been on the field. He's I believe Corey Davis had a little bit of an injury history, but yeah, nothing earlier. major. And I think the thing the thing about Corey Davis that's always hung over his head was being drafted fifth overall. Yeah, exactly. Yes, um, yes. He's not a fifth overall pick talent, but he's still an above average wide receiver. So he just yeah. never lived up to that hype. Yep. But the I, bigger the bigger signing that we both like, and I know you're bigger on, is Carl Lawson. Tell tell us the tell us the numbers on that contract. Yeah, so Carl Lawson signed a three year, forty five million dollar contract, thirty million guaranteed, fifteen average per year. Like I like Carl Lawson more than others, but I, I still think this is he's got paid like the fifteenth best pass rusher in the league, and I think in free agency that's fits the bill. That's the contract I would be willing to give him. Like, look at Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree just broke the bank. We're gonna talk about that in a sec, but like Carl Lawson, like got signed to a relatively cheap contract. If you don't like him after a year or two, you can get rid of him. And he had the second most quarterback hits last year to TG to TJ Watt. He was great. And mm-hmm. I, I think he's perfect on the right side of that defense. I think he fits exactly what the Jets need. A little bit of a little bit of boost, like a like a, a stereotype get after the quarterback guy. He was very good at that last year. Um 83 quarterback hits over the past four seasons. That's tied for 11th in the league. Like that's that's great, just constant, uh, constant production and not breaking the bank is huge. I these were like those are the two guys I said I would pay if I was I would give them a little bit overpay, and I'd be happy. They I think didn't have to overpay and still got them. I think it was just a terrific job all around. Yeah, Carl Lawson is only 25. To be yeah, honest, I. I expected a way bigger ticket for him. That's why I wasn't. That's why I wasn't as big on him, and I didn't have him in my top five because I completely expected a Bud Dupree style contract, or even more. To be yeah. honest, I thought he, or even maybe as much as Trey Hendrickson, and more oh. around that ballpark. So for them to get him for fifteen mil a year, and if it doesn't work out after year two, that. I hats off to the Jets. Their their edge rusher position has been a need for years. Yes. They ha- they haven't addressed it for years. So, um, yeah, they. I think those were really their only two signings of note. But I think both filled positions of need and weren't overpays. So they brought in Gerard Davis as well, but it was a one-year kind of proof of deal. I, I think that's a great contract too. I think these three guys, like filling that edge rusher hole and the filling the wide receiver hole with two guys that I think are are not going to be bust. Like I have a very hard time seeing Carl Lawson and Corey Davis just falling off a cliff. You know what I mean? Like these guys are going to produce for Yeah, years. exactly. So, and they're yeah. both 26 years old. Like I don't know. 
I, 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 I'm trying to find fault here. Like I was like thinking today, like there's no way the freaking Jets or the best team of free agency, but they are. And I think they they knocked it out of the park. But again, they, they have they have a lot of holes to fill. Like I'm not we're not tooting the Super Bowl or playoff hopes right now. But I just think in general, like this is kind of the way to work for agency, and they've done a great job at it. Um, all right. Big news dropped today for your Chicago Bears, Warren Z. They have brought in Andy Dalton on a one-year $10 million contract. Can we go up to $13 million in incentives? Um, what's your instant reaction to the news? The Bears have added someone to the quarterback room. Yeah, I I honestly don't know how I feel about the moves. I don't I don't think it changes anything. Like It, it's puzzling to me, to be honest. It's like a, it's the one year stopgap that should have done last year. Dalton should have been the cheap guy that they got last year. And if it didn't work, move on, we would have a better draft pick this year. But like, like John said, there's are picking 20. Like the Houston's not looking at that for a potential Deshaun Watson trade. Um, yep. So it, it's a year too late for me. And I still I still think that this team has eight and eight, seven and nine written all over. So it didn't didn't do anything. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I I kind of get where you are. You're kind of just like like there's no you know, it's almost like okay, like the, the, this is what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? like, it almost seemed like you're at a loss of words, and I kinda felt the same way with the side. I'm not even a Bears fan. Like I I, I was just thinking like I, Shio Kapadi, I'm trying to, I'm going to pull up his line. He, writer for the Athletic, um, uh, he's been a guest on the show a couple of times. He had a great line. He said, it was a directionless loop, a move for a directionless franchise. <laughs> and I think that's, yeah. a, no, I think that's, that's a great a way quote. to look at it. Yeah, because like, look, they're going sideways. Like, why not? And look, Andy, Andy Dalton's fine. Like, if you want to run with them and your goal is to finish nine and seven, and, and then that's fine. Like, he, he might be the guy for you, but. Like what I was, that's is what I was preaching at the beginning of the year when I said they should have fired Nagy and Pace. Like, what's next? Like, this is the plan. Like, you're just going to keep going sideways and you brought up the owner's old and doesn't want to have to do through a rebuild. Well, you got to kind of have to somewhat try and rebuild, like, somewhat. I don't know. This just, it just seems like it's the same, same thing over and over again. Nothing's changing. You're eating the same dinner every night. It's always this kind of contracts with yeah. these kind of guys. Yeah, I mean it's a one-year deal, so I guess yeah, we're gonna be in the exact same position next year. I don't, I don't necessarily think it means they're done addressing the quarterback position. I still think there is a possibility to, to the guy maybe trade up in the draft. Still, um, I don't know. These rumors are getting a little annoying. Of the Bears are all in on Russell Wilson. How many, times, and, how many times have you gotten um, the Bears did their best for Russell Wilson, but it didn't happen? It's like they get yeah, <laughs> like like John, like John said, the Bears don't have anything to trade other than the farm. Like, like, I, like the next five first round picks, they've got first round picks in the bank. That's it. Right, but I think Seattle and Houston probably both want players back in return as well. So, yeah, the, the Bears are over the cap as well. So I I wasn't expecting an active thing. So I this ten million dollars this year it doesn't do anything different to the team. There the ceiling hasn't gotten any higher. Yeah, um, and I agree with you. I I have a hard time buying that this is it. Like this is the plan. 
Like if this is the plan that Pace and Nike put forth to ownership, and they said, "Yeah, let's let's rock and roll," and I don't know, like I don't know what's going on. I feel like they got something up their sleeve. Like I, they're going to bring another quarterback in this quarterback room, in my opinion. I don't think it's close to being over. I, I think they've got another chess piece to pull out, um, but we'll see. This and, and another thing too: the Eagles and Bears have done nothing. That was the only move that the, Bear, the Bears yeah. have made. They brought back a Fetty today as well, but that's it. <laughs> Our teams have been yeah. very quiet. It's been a quiet, very quiet. Yeah, it's like that SpongeBob meme of Squidward looking out the window and his, yeah. and his crew. And he sees Patrick. Everybody's having fun. Yeah. yeah, everyone's having fun, but we're stuck. The Eagles literally haven't had a transaction yet. I'm kind of hoping, kind of open in the next 20, 30 minutes on this live show that we can give you a live reaction of a signing. Maybe Kenny Galladay goes, but that's another thing. Wide receiver market's been very quiet. It's another uh, another interesting use case because, like. Do you do you think it has anything to do with the wide receiver talent coming out of the draft? Do you think that could potentially be a reason why? Yeah, maybe. I. It's weird. I also think a lot of the teams that need wide receivers are they had they don't have a lot of money available. Um, yeah. So I think teams are still trying to shuffle some things around before they before they go after the wide receivers. But it's only day two, right? Things things will yeah. still things are still cooking. Yep, it's gonna be uh gonna be a it's gonna be a busy day tomorrow. The league year starts tomorrow at four p.m. So teams can actually start putting pen to paper tomorrow at four. All right, um, why don't we talk some contracts that I I really like? Yannick and Gawkway is one I want to touch on. Uh, two year, twenty six million dollar deal with Oakland or sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think I'm ever gonna stop calling them Oakland, but the Vegas Raiders get Yannick. I really like this deal, Warner. I think this is my favorite um of of the uh, past two days. Getting him on a two year deal, kind of like a prove it deal. For him, for a guy that's like 25 years old, who's had 45 and a half sacks over the last five years, that's 12th in the NFL, is 95 quarterback hits in the last five years, that's 14th. Like He's been a top-tier pass rusher. You get him on a cheap two-year deal, uh, and kind of he's looking for big bank in the next year or two. I, I think this is a great deal for them, and I think this solves a huge need. Yeah, yeah. I This was probably my favorite of the – offseason so far as well just for reference he got two years 26 million total uh, nelson aguilar got two years 26 million dollars total like i it would you rather contract have? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like that's yeah. it's crazy to me um i had nagakwe rated as my highest edge player i really like his game i think he fits into multiple systems he didn't really fit that well in baltimore because they like to get a lot of their pressure via yeah. the blitz but yeah they do I a lot of they do a lot of twists and turns they do a ton of stunts and he's more of like put your ears back and get the quarterback kind of guy exactly and i think that's all oakland's gonna ask him to do they're gonna say yeah. you're a path rusher go get him Farrell hasn't really worked out so far as the number four overall pick for them but hey maybe maybe this allows allows Nagakwe to take some of the heavy list lifting, gets Farrell some more one-on-ones, maybe helps start his career. So I, I, I like the move a lot. Yeah. Um, another contract, I like John Johnson to the Browns. Um, he kind of, he got a three-year, I think like $34 million, excuse me, $34 million deal. I'm going to pull that up now. I was a big John Johnson guy heading into free agency. This was the guy that I thought if the Eagles were going to open up the bank, this is the guy to go get. 25 years old. He played 100% of the snaps last year. He was a workhorse on the best defense in the NFL at 25 years old. That, that's hard to find in free agency. The only reason he's hitting the open market is because 
there wasn't no cap space. Like this is this was kind of like a cap casualty almost for them. This is a guy that teams usually don't let hit the open market, and he was there. Uh, great on Cleveland because they had they had a lot of issues at the back end of their defense last year. Um, so I think this is a great move for them. This was probably my second favorite contract. Could be my first. I, I just I really liked John Johnson coming into the free agent market. Yeah, he he's young, right? And yeah. For me, safety is a position where paying a premium at, I, I don't really like doing it because you can generally find a lot yeah. of guys, but also you don't find 25-year-olds exactly. on the free agent market. So that's why I'm I'm okay with this contract for them. I don't love it like you do, but I like it. Um, the Browns secondary was a huge issue for them last year. So just bringing in a guy who's a defensive leader, understands the playbook and – is versatile, can play all over the field. It, it's a no-brainer for Cleveland. They they needed they needed defensive back help big time. Yeah, it was exactly what the doctor ordered. Um, all right, what's a couple other ones? I Corey Lindsley, big one, five-year deal to the LA Chargers. I called this on the pod last episode. I, I was I was all over bringing him in to kind of be like the, the Justin Herbert uh, teacher, kind of bring him into the NFL, be the guy that gives him the ball to play. I thought it was a great matchup, uh, or sorry, matchmaking. I thought those two fit well. Um, he got paid. I it's gonna be curious to see this Green Bay offensive line. Like Aaron Rodgers is losing some of these guys that he relied on. Like they had a everyone kind of forgets how good the Packers O-line was in the run game and the pass game last year for him. It's they're starting to wither away now, right? Like Corey Lindsay leaving. I, I, what do you what do you think of from Green Bay side first? Like, do you, do you think this is a big loss? Um, well, they do have depth there. I they're not Anytime you lose the best player in the NFL at his position, it's obviously going to hurt. So I'm not saying it's no big deal, but they do have they have some guys there that it's not a colossal drop off. They're still going to get mid level play there, but the contract for Green Bay that made no sense was Aaron Jones. Yeah, like, we, we haven't even touched on that yet. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if it if there was even the possibility if it could be one or the other or something like that. And if it was, I don't know how you could pick Jones over Lindsley considering just the position of value. But I I love the move from the Chargers perspective. You got your yeah. young stud quarterback, get him a stud center. Like a, yep. that's a no brainer from their perspective. But it it would be curious to know from the Packers' perspective if they had the if they had to choose either Aaron Jones or Corey Lindsley, and if they did, I think they made the wrong call. Yeah, now I'm kind of curious to see how much say Rogers had in this. Like, I think Rogers and Jones have a really good relationship. I I could be wrong, but I think they're pretty close. And they I, do. I, I I have a feeling that Rogers pushed the envelope um, in the Green Bay organization. I look the Green Bay's tech like usually has been a smart team they've been one of the smarter organizations they're kind of like a pay-as-you-go team like they don't get the show kind of big money contracts and a lot of guaranteed money they've just never ran business that way um this is off this is kind of off what they do like giving aaron jones especially position value here like me and you are probably we're holding the pitchforks at the at the front of the rallies of don't pay the running backs and doing this like i can just imagine like you just probably smirked at this one because you're at the top of just don't pay your running backs yeah, and yeah. I, I like Aaron Jones as a player a lot, but yeah. 40 years, $48 million, that's a it's a lot of money for a position that you spent a second-round draft pick on. Yeah, that That's what you're supposed to do is find running backs in the draft, 
while they're cheap, use and abuse them. I hate I hate the way it's become because they really are taking advantage of the players at that position. Yeah. But even there's there's rumors that the Panthers want to trade Christian McCaffrey for a quarterback. Like even the yeah. best running backs in the NFL teams are realizing paying a running back that much is it hurts you because you can get production. Like there's a free agent out there right now, Mike Davis. When Christian McCaffrey was hurt last year, Mike Davis put up numbers last year. He had a six game stretch where he led the league in total yards from scrimmage. Exactly. <laughs> so that guy was found on the street. Yeah. It's, like, it's, I I don't get it. And like the Aaron, you had AJ Dillon sitting there waiting. Like you, and I like AJ Dillon more than most. I think I've said that a few times. But trust me, we're gonna get into some guys I don't like in a sec. But I, I, I was a big, uh, I was a big AJ Dillon guy coming out of Boston College last year. I wanted the, I wanted the Eagles to jump up and take him. The, the Packers, in my opinion, reach a little bit, get him second round. But anyways, he looked like he was ready to kind of step in to be a workhorse back, like a twenty touch guy every night. And to bring Aaron, to bring back Aaron Jones, it's almost like you're. You had that. You already had that filled. You already had that position filled with AJ Dillon. You're just kind of you're putting ice. You're putting icing on the cake here. I, I think it was just it, that money should have been placed elsewhere. In my opinion, but you know what? Who knows? Still gonna air. They still gonna air. Oh, just it, it might, might work out. I just I would ra- I would rather my team put their resources elsewhere. And I think I think you agree with that one. All right, let's rally off some oh, contracts sure. that we don't like here. There was a few of them. Uh, let's, let's let's rip on some teams here. Why don't we start with the one that I can't stand? I got to. I, I gotta kind of rip this team for this one. Trey Hendrickson, four-year deal, sixty million dollars to the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, this—if you're a Bengals fan, you I feel for you. This is like the most like non-exciting guy there is almost in the NFL. He's like an undrafted guy who built his way up and got there, but like he just doesn't look flashy at all. And now you're giving him sixty million dollars, and you're expecting him to basically be. Like your number one pass rusher, Bengals fans, I, I you're going to be disappointed in my opinion. I think this was a complete overreach, especially if they, now that you know that they were they had the money to spend on an outside rusher, why not just keep Carl Lawson? Like I don't I don't get this one. Right, exactly. Yeah. I that's why this doesn't make sense to me yeah. because you had the player right there that you could have signed and brought back. Now, Trey Hendrickson is also only 26, and like you mentioned, the trajectory of his career so far, he just took a huge spike. If he takes yeah. another spike, then Bengals fans are laughing in all our faces. Yeah, it just, he doesn't look like How he I will. That, that's the problem. Like, he just – he doesn't have any athletic traits. He, like, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have – he doesn't pop off the screen. Like, he just – it doesn't – he doesn't seem like a player that's going to take a jump. That's why I don't like it. I get the age thing. It just – if you watch him play, like, he just – there's nothing – about his game that you just like oh he could potentially get better at this he'll, he'll be able to get 12, 10 sacks it just seems like that last year was his career year and that's never gonna happen again right and he's now going to a team where he is the guy he's yeah. primary option number one to game plan against for that the opposing team's offensive line and he's coming from he was in new orleans and you benefit greatly from playing on a defensive line with the other guys. Similar, flip it to another contract I really disliked, even though I really like the players. Leonard Floyd for the Rams. Yep. He got a four-year, $64 million <laughs> contract. I don't 
<laughs> I I mean, he's still playing next to Aaron Donald, so hopefully he produces the same way he did. But that's a lot of money for uh, yeah. a guy who really had only one good year. And I think that's the same thing could be said for Hendrickson. They're kind of these defensive linemen that they just get that extra motivation in their contract year. Their sack numbers go up, and then the motivation level is just never the same again. Yeah, like Leonard. This is a boatload of money for Leonard Floyd. Like this is, like I, 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 I sort of get what the Rams are doing because like they're kind of hanging on for dear life here. Like they can't afford to lose a guy like him because they don't have the resources to go find another guy. Like they, they have no draft picks. You know what I mean? Like this is kind of like they're they're all in, and this is a sign that they're all in. Like giving yeah. like giving Leonard Floyd this amount of money is wild and. Like another edge rush that got paid a lot to Bud Dupree today. Like I look, and I'm I think I like Bud Dupree less than a lot of guys. Um, I, I think you're more big on him than other people are. But like they, this is like you're expecting him to be. He got top like seven edge rusher money here. This is not a guy. This is a guy that's like athletic, explosive. But if you're if you're looking for him to be your number one, you're going to be disappointed. Same thing with Anderson. I feel like we're saying that a lot for agency, but I just. If I'm the Titans, I would have rather allocated this money and maybe two edge, like two edge rushers that you could find for cheaper that will help in your rotation. Because they tried this big swing and miss. Remember, they, they swung and missed on Clowney. They swung and missed on Dick Bleasley. They tried this before and it hasn't worked. And I, I think Bud Dupree has that kind of same bust potential. But still a good player. But I don't know. I yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have seen my team pay him. He's another guy whose best year was in his contract year. It's yeah. always risky. Um, this at least fills a massive position of yeah, need for the true. Titans because they got nothing from that position last year. So that area, I can't harp on them too much. But Dupree's also coming off a torn ACL, and this ACL injury was in December. Like, yes, It's not a guarantee that he even is ready for this season. So... He might he might be missing games already, and then he might not be a hundred percent when he comes back. It's it's a very high risk signing for yeah. The reward potential is there, but for the risk, I I'm not crazy about it. Yeah, but I just I, I wanted I forgot to mention it when we were talking about Leonard Floyd. That there was a tweet going around um Bears Twitter today, and it was just if you told Bears fans that Leonard Floyd was gonna receive a $64 million contract before put in a mental hospital. (laughs) The thought of Leonard Floyd making that much money after how bad Bears fans wanted him out of town, that's crazy. Yeah, I think... It's right too, because when he left Chicago, he was trying to cling on to anywhere that will take him, that will give him a starting spot. And now he's getting paid ridiculous starting money. Um, yeah, free agency is wild, and and we we talked about this. I brought it up. I I was expecting some crazy contracts. This this goes to show that teams, if teams still really like a guy, no matter how much the cap has come down, they will go and get him. Like money's not going to be in the way. And the, the, these past couple of days have proven it. All right. Um, anything else? Any other guys you want to touch on? Um, um, I hate to be negative. There was way more contracts I didn't like than I liked. Yeah. And one that was crazy to me was even though I liked the player, um, Leonard Williams got three years, yeah. 63 million, 40 guaranteed. And I know we're kind of, I'm beating the drum here again, but another defensive lineman contract yeah. year, best year of his career. Now he's getting that big ticket 
motivation will it still be the same i i'm gonna doubt it and he lost his partner in crime and dalvin tomlinson so yep. i i i i don't like this move for the giants at all yeah this is a, a ridiculous so he's getting like chris jones money like this is this is like you're a top five defensive lineman like this is that type of money you know what I mean? Like this is, yeah. I, I admit, this is the biggest contract given out out of any of the defensive linemen. And this for a guy that had his best year last year, like you said, coming off a contract year, I would be like, I don't know how this gets the Giants better. And now you're, and the Giants are are cap strap team. Like they're not, they don't have. It, I was looking at their cap yesterday. I was baffled at like how how many bad contracts they have. This isn't a team that says like has the money to kind of free spend. Um, so that's another one. I want to bring up one more thing before we go. Jacksonville been very quiet. I thought they would be super active, and they've kind of sat back and done really nothing. They brought in well, they yeah, brought in yeah. one guy today, right? They brought in a receiver. Correct? They brought in a couple guys. Yeah. Um, they gave a decent sized contract to Shaq Griffin, the cornerback. That's which true. I, know yeah, yeah, sorry, I forgot about that one. I'm not a big fan of that one at all. You were really I, well. okay. I was I, okay with it just because they have cap space and. Right now, they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence, and this is kind of their window. You want to win in the yeah. next four years before you have to pay to pay Trevor Lawrence monster money if everything goes according to plan. So to get a corner, uh, three years, $44 million, $29 million guaranteed. Is he the best corner in the NFL? No. Is he the worst? I don't think so. I think he's right in the middle, and this that's a middle cornerback type contract, in my opinion. So I'm I'm okay with it. I think this was the most the team was going to pay him by far. Like in my opinion, he was. I don't know. I think he struggled at times, um, especially kind of in that middle. He's only twenty six. Yeah, he's he's young. Um, I I thought that was kind of a drastic overpay. I was just looking. I thought they were going to be like I thought they were going to have some star power. Like I I thought they were going after the big fish. They kind of sat back a little, um, but you know what? Like it's fine. Like, I'm not killing them for spending. We're not spending money. I'm just. I thought it was curious. I, I thought they were going to be coming in and uh, kind of unloading the bank. Well, they 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 signed also. Don't forget Carlos Hyde on a two year. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> giving him giving big, him big spending, big <laughs> spending. All right. Well, that was a crazy first two days of free agency. Um, we are going to be bringing you probably an episode later this week with some more news coming out. Um, it's been a while. The first couple of days, me and Eric on top of it. We're having fun. Um, again, if you haven't hit the subscribe, subscribe button, please do. That was John McClain of the Houston Chronicle earlier. Make sure to check out his work. We'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening. This episode is sponsored by 22Bet. 22Bet is your one-stop shop for all your sports betting. Download the 22Bet app now for its easy-to-use interface. The app is fast and reliable and completely intuitive. The sign-up process is short, and the sign-up process is remarkably quick. There are lots of products, including slots and live casino betting. Mark your favorites for quicker access to your preferred sports leagues and teams. 22Bet is a huge selection of payment methods as well as options for cryptocurrencies. And transactions are fast and no additional fees apply. Take advantage of your 100% welcome bonus for your first-time deposit. 22Bet has some of the highest odds on the sports you're interested in, along with excellent coverage of sporting events, including local leagues. Terms and conditions apply. Visit 22bet.com for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.